I'm hoping to finish out strong this this week. I, I I'm hoping to get one of these these quiz guesses right. I've <laughs> each one I either got right because I followed you. That yeah. was the only one I didn't feel yeah. like I knew. The other two, I was like, oh, I should have guessed that. I was like, it was in my head, but I'm like, I went a different route. Yarrow, and and I'm getting wrong. Like the 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 morella, I felt I should have got the yarrow, even though I know the plant. I I didn't. I wouldn't have went there in my brain. Like was, I wasn't. It was really the first thing I thought of. I'm like, the yellow threw me off. I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I just didn't think of that being yellow. Well, if you, but can, it is. It, when I'm looking back, it is. If you clearly. can guess this one right. Then we're tied for the week. I'm going to suggest that before we say our answers, write it down. Okay. So that way it can't just be I'm going to say what Tom says. Yeah, so I yeah. I right. think that's probably a, okay. a good approach. Okay. I started that trend. In, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you also said I'm not going to take credit for that one because yeah. I just said it because you yeah. did. But all right, Christiane, what do you have for us today? Okay. Don't second guess yourselves on this one. All right. We've done two shrubs and a perennial so far. All right. Today is an evergreen coniferous tree. All right. Wetland indicator status, facultative wet. We're going to be about 20 to 40 foot tall and 10 to 15 foot wide. And it is, it is native to eastern and central Canada, south to northern Illinois, Ohio, and New York. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh wow All yeah, right. i'm not sure what question to ask because when it get when you get in the conifers it's um i feel like there's not a lot of other questions right. that can ask that'll help split them up too much i but, i have a question yeah all right what color are the uh needles dark green on the upper surface and paler below Okay. All right. And then um, my my question was going to be in a similar vein and say, uh, what's the, the length of the needles? Oh, Tom, I, I think you <laughs> caught me. <laughs> you don't know? I, no. That, <laughs> I think that's the one thing I deleted for timing. All right. Well, that's okay. Um, mm. You have another. You still get one more question. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, what What size are the cones? Is that on there too? Uh, measures one third to a half inch long. Okay. All right. I had something in mind. See, I don't know my northern evergreens. Like yeah. I can narrow it down a little bit, but I'm I'm gonna write down I don't even know if this is even native, to be honest. I have no clue. I don't know the botanical name or the full common name for the plant I'm thinking of. But oh, go ahead because yeah. I, I wrote I, my. I was gonna say I think it's Eastern Hemlock. Is that? But you did. We did that did season that? one. Did we? Okay. Yeah, well, we that's did what that I was thinking. One. So, yeah, that's, right. I, I'm gonna I, say yeah, I'm gonna say it. Douglas fir, which is Pseudosuga menziesii. Nope. All right. You got a guess, Tom? Oh, no? I'm uh, that was your guess. guess. All right. That's, yeah. Wow. What? What? What is it? Eastern arborvitae. Oh. All right. All right. That was not – I kind of thought about that originally before we asked questions. Yeah, I'll be late. honest. It's I told you not to second-guess yeah. yourself. Uh. You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran.
Welcome back to the last episode of this week. Uh, it's the first week back of season two, and uh, this is a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And I'm Christiane. <laughs> Christiane is our trusty producer who put all this information together for us. So, you know, this is a plant, even though it's not really native to us, we hear about it a lot and we see cultivars of it mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah. um, it's not something in our climate that really is native. So it's I'm I'm very interested to learn a lot more about, yeah, about this yeah, plant. So am I. And today's plant is Thuya occidentalis, which is eastern arborvitae. It's also called northern white cedar, eastern white cedar, or swamp cedar. Um, and as Christiane mentioned, it gets 20 to 40 foot tall, 10 to 15 foot wide. It is a facultative wet, native eastern and central Canada to northern Illinois, Ohio, and New York. Uh, it is an evergreen coniferous tree, which is part of Cupressaceae family, which is cypress. And it is dense conical to narrow pyramidal, sometimes maturing to broad pyramidal, often single trunk tree. And the leaves are scale-like, ovate, obtuse, and bluntly acute, oppressed to branchlets in opposite pairs, darker green on the upper surface, and paler on the blower surface. On the paler on the paler below. Sorry. Yeah, kinda, now kinda it's interesting. Thinking about this tree and its average height is 20 to 40 foot because jumping ahead on our list, Fran, you see that the oldest living specimen was uh, over a thousand years old and there was a dead specimen that was found that was over 1600 years old and the tallest uh, or the champion tree, as I like to call them, and and people in the know like to call them, um, was in Nelson, Virginia, and it was... uh, 120 feet tall at a 38 foot crown spread, which these trees, which I was going to, I think you just wow. said, are very like pyramidal in shape. Um, and it's interesting, and there was it's in Virginia. 82 in, uh, foot circumference. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that seems, that, that seems wrong. <laughs> and it, to me, it's, it's got to be in, it's got to be in a more mountainous <laughs> region, I, I believe, to, because it's not even native to there. Yeah. So it would have had to have been, I think, in more of like a, an Appalachian or mountainous region in order to like maybe the blue mountains or something like that to survive that. Yeah. I wonder if that was, I actually said inch and I just misread it as foot. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so 120 that, foot tall. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't yeah. Know. That would make more, that's about 15 foot around, which is, yeah. uh, is pretty, that big. would be <laughs> pretty big. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that would make sense. I'm glad I'm not the only one that can mess up. Oh yeah, see, it's okay. it, it we just, all make mistakes. We all make sometimes. mistakes. It's just getting broadcast to thousands <laughs> of people. It's, it's no big deal. Well, whatever. So, um, now they have a, what some people call attractive grayish bark. I I would not, but um, it has these uh, shallow furrows, um, and then uh, the trunk is actually one of its distinctive features it's also a manisha species and it, and it does not flower which is interesting i don't think there's too many plants that we we come across that doesn't have some some mm-hmm. type of flower yeah. so it's interesting to see that's non-flowering it does have a fruit though which is oblong light brown cone that measures a third of an inch to a half an inch long uh and appears yellow when young and the northern white cedar begins producing cones as young as six years of age and begin producing large quantities by 30. So it takes a little bit before mm. you start getting those cones. Uh, and in the winter months, it does kind of – a lot of these – like we notice this with Atlantic white cedar. You kind of get a different tinge of color yes, in the winter. Yeah. So in the, in the winter months, the leaves appear bronze colored. 
Yeah, now it's best in full sun, but you can uh, you can actually have it in some light afternoon shade in hotter summer climates. Um, like we said, it doesn't grow much further south than uh, than where we mentioned before. Um, now layering accounts for a considerable amount of the northern white cedar reproduction. Now layering is a, a nursery term of how to. Um, how would you describe it, friend? You basically like you're burying it in yeah, a way. You're yeah. lower, you're layering soil on top, letting it reproduce yes. uh, through roots, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you're taking the roots to create new ones. Um, it's susceptible to leaf blight and canker. Leaf miner, bagworms, mealybug scales, and spider mites are often visitors. And uh, from an, a wildlife perspective, the pileated woodpeckers feed on carpenter ants that turn uh, in turn nest and feed on the heartwood of this plant. Uh, also, besides uh, the woodpeckers. Blackburnian warblers, Cape May warblers, oven birds, and golden crown kinglets breed in the dense stands. And even deer like to really like to eat the uh, the leaves, uh, often over browsing and causing serious concern. You see that similarly here with with eastern red cedar. Uh, there's no difference there. Um, red squirrel, snowshoe hares, and porcupines will also heavily browse the uh, foliage and. Moose uh, will browse when other food is scarce. So it's commercially used for rustic fence posts and lumber, um, poles, shingles, and in the construction of log cabins. It's the preferred wood for structural elements of birch bark canoes and the planking of wooden canoes. Wouldn't have thought that. Birch no, bark me canoes, but it, yeah, it makes sense. The, you need something else to kind of hold the canoe together, and the birch bark is just the, the waterproofing. Um, and the oil from this plant has actually been used for cleansers, disinfectants, insecticides, uh, liniment, which I don't know what that is, room sprays, and soft soaps. Wow. I'm actually kind of surprised. It's, you know, the foliage is even rich in vitamin C and is believed to have cured the scurvy of uh, Jacques Cartier and his party in the winter of 1535. So if we ever have a big outbreak of scurvy, I we know. know where to go. I we just run <laughs> over to our other farm and start munching on branches, and, uh, and we'll be cured. Um, this tree was also honored with the name Nucomus Gizic, which is a grandmother cedar. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that very, very poorly. Uh, the tree is a subject of sacred legends and is considered a gift to humanity for its myriad of uses. Um, speaking of uses, you can use the twigs to make a tea. And relieve constipation and also cure headaches. Yeah, and um, this tree has a uh, has thuyone, similar to, to juglone in name. I don't know in, in chemical <laughs> makeup, but thuyone, and that internal use can be harmful if used for prolonged periods while pregnant. Uh, these trees are also utilized as specimens, accents, hedges, foundation plants, and for windbreaks. I usually see them as like a hedgerow privacy screen windbreak type. Use in uh, in home landscapes. Usually, the cultivars of this this like, species it crosses with the species. If, if you were looking to replace a non-native with this native, you could easily use this as a substitution for Leyland cypress. Mm -hmm. I think that would yeah. be a good. It, it's often often used for windbreaks and, and hedges anyway. Yeah, and then arborvitae is is in part known as the tree of life. Um, the name is, I guess, loosely translated to tree of life due to the supposed medicinal properties of the sap, bark, and twigs. Nice. All right. So let's see. This is my chance to tie you for the week. So at the end of the week, I was the only one that guessed a plant. And then Tom is up 
he he has won two of the three days as far as the lightning and, and round. And I goes. will say we we had the tiebreaker on the third day. Yeah. So I have, <laughs> all right, all right. I have gotten a what, you've done see, really well on eleven the, of the fifteen answers correct, which really isn't that great. <laughs> seeing uh, I'm a nursery professional, but. If, I, what does it say about you, Fran? That you've I've only, only got- gotten seven of fifteen right, so yeah, I'm below fifty percent, so I'm not doing so well on that. So let's see if I can improve that or make it way, way worse. That's my goal. <laughs> All right, good. True, false. The rot and termite resistant wood is used principally for products in contact with water and soil. Okay. All right. True, false. It is most likely the first North American tree introduced into Europe. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm overthinking yeah. all of these so far. I could have gone either way on both. True false. The root system is not highly adaptable. Okay. True false. This species tends to outcompete shade tolerant species in the understory. And then true, false, Native Americans used the shredded outer bark and the soft wood to start fires. All right. All right. We're, I'm rolling the dice here. One of these has to be wrong because I'm going all true. Every I, I, single I one. I could have justified either way. You went all true? I went all true. I have two falses. Yeah. So, all right. Go ahead. Uh, true, the rot and termite resistant, or the wood is rot and termite resistant. So, all right, they like it for contact with water and soil. All right, it is most likely the North American tree introduced into Europe. That all right, true. All right, the root system is highly adaptable. So that was false, based oh. on the soil moisture. Yeah, that's where um, my strategy failed uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> if it's with a lot of soil moisture, you'll have thicker roots with laterals, and not much. You'll have a long tap root. Okay. The species, uh, the next one was false. The northern white cedar is often succeeded by sugar maple and other more shade-tolerant species that outcompete it. Okay. And the last one was true. The Native Americans used the shredded outer bark and the soft wood to start fires. All right. What did you have, Tom? I, had, uh, I went three, four, for five. I went three for five also. So I purposefully did not ask Christiane what her most uh, – the interesting fact that she learned while researching it. Was it one of the lightning rounds? It was. I'm right. fascinated that it's – Wait, don't, don't – oh, 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 We oh. have to break the tiebreaker. Yeah. <coughs> oh, All right. I forgot. All right, I'm gonna go with with uh, which one are you saying, Tom? I, I haven't I'll decided let... yet. It's one of those things where I've, the questions have vanished from my mind, and I don't know which one to pick. Uh, uh, what was the second one? It is most likely the North American first North American tree. There's my answer. I, I was going between two or three. Since you yeah. picked two, I'll say three. I think that that is the most fascinating thing because we hear about. All the plants introduced to the U.S., but never right. think about what we introduce elsewhere. All right, so it's number two. Tom has won this round in the tiebreaker. Yeah. And Tom won the and, week, uh, yeah. three for one. Although I'm sure this is going to turn into a, a whole season. Who yes, won. yeah. Yeah, of course. So biggest question is, are you putting it in your yard? No, I don't like our fighting. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the record saying I do not like this plant. No, and it's it has its place. It has its purpose. It, it can be used, I just think, is overused, and to combat that, I refuse to use it. Yeah. 
I personally don't have a place on my property to, to put something that would get this size. I'm not saying I have that small of a property, but it just doesn't really fit in with the rest of the landscape. So I'm going to say no. How about you? I like the odd, odd and obscure, and it is too common in everyone else's yard. Oh, all right. So three no's. Yeah, but don't let that uh, dissuade you from using it in your own yard. Uh, Do your own research if if you have a spot. Especially if you're in an area where this is native. It it may seem more natural to you knowing that it's something you see quite often. So a great first week uh, for season two of A Native Plant Every Day. Tomorrow we don't have an episode, but we do that so that you can tune in to Native Plants Healthy Planet, Tom and I's other podcast. So there will be a new episode tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. And then we will see you back Monday for for week number two uh, with four more uh, native plants. So until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey, everyone. This is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.